Yes, guys, welcome back to a brand new podcast. This is season three, episode 15, The Back Nine Pod. And welcome to the channel if you are listening once you've been to our YouTube channel, Back Nine Films. Which, by the way, we have hit 12,000 subscribers on. 12,000 subscribers in, I'm going to say, quite a short length of time, really. Like, we started posting back end of last year, but not really. Just sort of dabbling, but since mm-hmm. January, really, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's gone. It's gone so Very exciting. Keep sharing, keep passing the pod, as it were. Keep sharing the YouTube videos, watching YouTube videos. We appreciate all of the support. Should we also say that this is brought to you in conjunction with Scottsdale Golf, um, where you can get same-day... Fitting also, they have uh, the new TaylorMade Burner Mini driver, uh, which we have a video all about all the tech. Scottsdale have it for you to purchase. Uh, I've noticed that they put it on Instagram. Um, but yeah, if you want all the tech from that, that video is going out on Bat Nine Films, and it'll already be up by the time you're listening to this pod. It will. Um, so yes, yeah, so thank you for that. And then for Scottsdale Golf, www.scottsdalegolf.co.uk. Right, that's a big advert that, but it's it was. It was. <laughs> okay. Chopper of the week, and you've got it written down on your phone, but I don't actually know what this is. Yeah, so um, I'm do- in essence, I'm dobbing myself in here. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do this, but it's funny, so I'll do it. Um, so Hang I, on, you haven't told me this. No, exactly. That's why it's funnier. So I played golf on Friday in absolutely horrific conditions. Started off. Can all I just right. clarify before you tell the story? You told me that you played well. No, I did. I did, but I had a one moment which was terrible. <laughs> I actually hit it really nice, which was why this even annoyed me even more. Um, so, I... Uh, Come on, the suspense is killing us, eh? We were playing at sale. Weather was horrific. It rained pretty much the whole time. Get on with the story. Um, so, the fairways were, like, underwater. To the point where I said to the guy in the group in front of us, would they have, will they hooter this off? Like, that's how bad it was. Yeah. And he went, no, no, they don't use a hooter here, which I thought was mad. Um, so, anyway, I'm on this par five fairway. I've hit driver and I'm hitting five wood next. I had about pins at the back. I had quite a way to go. I wasn't going to reach, but playing off is quite long because there's no run in the fairways because they're all puddles. So I moved my ball out of a puddle, put it down pretty much in another puddle, but there was nowhere else to put it. It was the least puddle bit of the fairway. Um, and I... Went to hit five wood. I hit five wood and looked up, couldn't see the ball. Turned out I just absolutely hammered it into the ground <laughs> about a, about about an inch in front of where it was. Like hammered, mate. Bad. I fully like topped into the ground, mate. No, but not like topped. In, like I'd hit it, but like it. So it had gone forward like two inches. So it wasn't in the same spot. It had moved forward, but it like drilled itself into the ground. Um, so it was very funny. But I then, I then redeemed myself and and so you took, a, took a penalty drop to get out of the hole. Yes, and then hit an absolutely pure five wood, which that club is now, ridiculous. Here's, here's one. And all jokes aside, like technically that's a plug ball. It well, might be a free drop. This is the thing. It was just in essence. It was. Just, I didn't take it as a penalty drop because it was pick and place anyway. So yeah. it was a plug ball, so I just picked it, placed it, and played my third. You just played your third, yeah. and you're in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you get that story quite on Friday. Well, it's better for this, isn't it? Well, we're playing golf on Wednesday, and we Timo's are. is getting told that story, because that is absolutely hilarious. Well, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, he should listen to the pod. He probably, <laughs> he probably doesn't. 
But yeah, in fact, so, he's playing today. Actually, let's see how he's got on. He's played the 2020. Pro, who has it? More Tour. I was having a look at this earlier. I don't know how else he looked at any of that stuff. So those that don't know, the 2020 Pro Tour is a tour that's run by Chris Hansen and I want to say, is he called Adam Walker? That is exactly right. Um, and these obviously have Chris Hansen playing the European Tour, and it's basically a. How do I phrase it? It's, it's, it's a mini tour, isn't it? Okay, that yeah. allows pros to enter. And those pros that are looking to get onto the European well, Challenge Tour. the big thing tour. about it is, men and women play the same. Yes, they do. Um, so they're playing at Moortown today, aren't they? Moortown. And I'm getting the leaderboard up How in front of me. Us? So, Team Us is tied fourth with a minus one. Ooh, so it must be played pretty tough. Yeah, minus four is one. So, I mean, I mean, usually, usually you have a lot lower than that win. So yeah. it must have been playing quite tough. Yeah, so, amazing yeah. course at that former Ryder Cup venue. Yeah, currently, team us minus four. So, I mean, he finished. He finished. Has Chris with... played? Chris Hansen played. I don't think he has. He only sort of plays if he steps in. So he shot minus two on the front and plus one on the back. Finished from minus one total. Minus two would have finished. He would have been in second right now. Oh. Um, and G Mason, I'm guessing that's George Mason. Um, shot minus one on the front, minus two on the back, and is currently the clubhouse leader. By two. Very good, very good. Um, so that sort of takes us into tour trash talk in a sense. Okay, it? so what a round of golf. Actually, Josh, you'll be very surprised at this, and if you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll be even more surprised at this. <laughs> I stayed up, well, semi stayed up. Sure, hold on. They <laughs> fell off my chair. I semi stayed up. I say semi stayed up, I fell asleep watching it. Um, <laughs> I got to the 17th hole uh, where Fitz and um, Spieth and Cantley were all going at it. And um, unfortunately missed uh, the playoff. But what? Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what a shot in the third hole of the playoff. Now, before we talk about all things good, we need to talk about Patrick Cantley. Oh, mate, this guy. Now, I do have a bit of sympathy for him here. So on the par five, where it's up against the ridge. Yeah. On the, so it's sort of land on the green, and it's on like into sort of spring up into sleepers, like railway sleepers, mm. which protect the green from the water. Now, one thing I'd say is, how on earth has the ball finished there? Because, I mean, you couldn't roll it and make it finish there. Like, yeah. there's honestly, in my mind, I'm thinking, that's gone in the water, that. Anyway, it doesn't. It manages to rest there. And fair play, he played a good shot after that. But there was a lot of deliberation. He had about three or four goes at trying to play it, then stop, talk with his caddy, had another go at it. It was probably a saga of about two minutes. Now, bear in mind that Spieth and um, um, Fitzpatrick were like, the camera was like panning to them, so you could sort of see like the TV com- coverage was trying to sort of see their reaction to this slow play. And Speed mm. was giving it roll the eyes. Fitzpatrick's got his arms crossed, giving it the old huff. <laughs> but in this case, I would say it's always going to take a bit of time to choose your shot. But overall, he's painful, mate. In that case, yeah, I get that. Overall, he's painful. When you've got when you've apparently over the last two weeks got this reputation. Which, mate, I, the guy's I, I don't been think, slaughtered all over social media. But I don't think it's unfair, though. Like, yeah, in that situation, you're going to take time. I get that. But there's a video that came out from either Thursday or Friday when he stood in the tee box. And we obviously got done, didn't we, by the DP World mm-hmm. Tour doing the Adrian Moronk uh, pre-shot routine. Yeah. I thought that that was happening again. I thought the PJ Tour were doing that. But the PJ Tour posted this... Um, video of his pre-shot. Oh no, sorry. Zaya Zaya Golf posted this video yeah. of his pre-shot routine, and he must be stood over the ball for about 
40 seconds. 40, 50 seconds. Like, and you can sort of see the people in the background are moving. So yeah. it's not like it's on a loop. Yeah, and a lot exactly. of people are like, my eyes aren't deceiving me. I've checked like it's not on a loop and it doesn't seem to be on a loop. But the whole overall thing is that, honestly, this guy is seriously slow. And un- until he gets fined, he ain't going to speed up, is he? No, he's not. And is he going to get fined? I mean, like... should, well, it's difficult because technically he might not be slow. Like, what I mean by technically is you get 40 seconds if you're first to play, 30 seconds if you're the next person to play, mm. depending on what shot. But I think the point is that he doesn't seem to be up with play. No. So, like, whether he dawdles between shots or... Like, most people, right? This is how I think about it. Say Josh is playing his shot, and I've got me and my caddy and Josh and his caddy. So Josh, Josh and his caddy get to the ball first. They have 40 seconds to choose the club and go through all that. I'm second with my caddy. I get 30 seconds. But... Bear in mind, You've also I've, got 40 all, seconds. I've also got the deliberation of Josh, Josh's time. Yeah. So that you, you should, it's common sense, it's common courtesy in the golf course that you you get that job done whilst your playing partners are doing their business. Yeah. Well, so when you you're pretty much ready to go. Well, saying that, I seen something come out to say that 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 is exactly what Fitz, Fitzpatrick does. Majority of his deliberation has already been done by the time it's his turn to go. Yeah. And in essence, all all you will see of him is. Right, it's your turn to go. Right, pre-shot routine, hit the shot. There's no conversation. That's all done. He knows what he's doing. In essence, he is just hitting the ball. Yeah. Um, There's a few times on the greens where you see his caddy get involved last minute. But still, they're not more than 30 seconds. No. And I don't know. He's just not getting a great reputation for himself. And it's obviously been highlighted over the last few weeks. I think he's always been slow, especially with his putting. Mm. His pre-shot routine with his putter seems to go on for a while. There's a lot of feet wiggling. Um which, and again, each to their own, it's what works for him. But there, he has to, it's being highlighted now. Something has to be sort of done, in my opinion. Um, but let's get to Fitzpatrick, do Yeah. Because what a performance. And I actually can't believe this. In the notes here, we've got it written down, and this is correct. It's his first PGA Tour career title. Yeah. But obviously, he's won the US Open. Correct, yeah. So, he won the US Open as a major last year. Um, but this is his first win on the PJ Tour, as it were, yeah. Um, and he, obviously, elevator event, 20 million purse. So, he took home a nice little $3.6 million, which, in fact, what, was what more, buying, Josh, if you get more than the Masters million. last year. Um, last week. Last week, sorry. What, um, what are you buying? What are you buying? If I won 3.6 million. As soon as that 3.6 off one event lands in your account, what are you buying? Well, I've got to pay my caddy. Okay, after you paid your caddy, what you what you did, what are you buying? Um, is this like my first ever? I, I've gone on the PJ Tour. Yeah, you've won your first big I've event. Won my, my I know, first he's, I know event. he's obviously a multimillionaire already, but yeah. let's just say it's your first big event. What are you buying? I'm gonna pay my mortgage off. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking hell! I think you can pay your mortgage off. I'm... I'd probably buy a fast car because I'm an idiot. I'd do the same thing. I'd probably buy a fast car and an expensive watch. Yeah, that's exactly what I should say. And and go on holiday. To work on my golf game. Thing is, though, you <laughs> probably again. wouldn't go on holiday, would you? You'd just go, okay, fucking hell, I'm playing good here. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Give me yeah. the next event. Yeah. But, okay, the, the question then, if you're going to give me 3.6 million, <laughs> I'd travel around the world playing golf. This is a different, this is a different podcast now. <laughs> um, this is a Would You Rather podcast. Welcome to it. <laughs> quick question on that. So, obviously, we've got these, or I want to know your thoughts on this. We've got these elevator events, mm. which I think have been brilliant, I must say. I think it's been, I think live making this happen on the PG tour has been brilliant however do you think it takes away from the majors the purse being bigger 
Yeah, I think it does. The clout of what... I think the the Masters is different because it's the Masters. But I don't... Do you know what I'd say, right? I feel all now events around about how much money. Well, yeah. So, I I do feel... I mean, even include the Masters, right? They played for a tartan jacket this week. Yeah. They're playing for a jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I honestly think... I'm going to say this and it might be an unpopular opinion. I think this week's event felt just as big as Masters. Wow. That is a big statement. The, the only well, it's got to be, right? You're well, playing for the more bloody I mean, money. the only thing I disagree with that is, the only thing I disagree on that is that the Masters has got the glamour around it. The RBC heritage doesn't as such. I think it does. From a spectator point of view. Harbour Town's bloody lovely. Yeah, it is. See it is. cover. It is. It have, yes. But it's not Augusta. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't carry the same weight. It's not got the same clout. It may do at some point with these, with it being an ele- event, elevator event, but it doesn't. I bet you the world ranking points are very similar. Yeah, they probably are, but that's only because the players that are there. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, the but players that's only, that, that were there give the event the clout. Yes, but that's only because it's an elevator event. This time last year, you wouldn't have been talking about it that way. Fair, fair. fair so, fair. I think that that's where... I think the Masters and I think the Open are different. I think they sit above. But I think if you look at the US Open and the PGA, and that, this might just be from an English person's point of view, but the US Open and the PGA, PGA Championship, now, are they just another elevator event? Do they just sit in that category now because of the money, how much it's being pushed, the players that are there? Because that's what makes these events better. That's why they've done it. To improve their product, mm. the word that I couldn't remember last week, to improve their product, that's why they've done it, is to get people watching because the best players are there. And that's why we watch the majors, because the best players are there. So while I think the Masters and the the Open, the British Open, the Open, set, are set apart because of the history, mm. does the US Open and the PGA Tour just get a bit, the PGA Championship just get a bit swallowed up? I don't know. I just think I would say the US Open is in the same category as the Open because it's a national open. Right, okay. But you but think the, the PGA, US PGA, PGA, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I, I yeah. Like don't get me wrong, I love it. I think it's great that we have in essence 25 majors but where all these I, players are turning up. I think it's brilliant. To overall answer your question, I feel that the elevator event shouldn't be playing for as much money as a major. Well, okay. I know it's not really answering your question, but it sort of is. But yeah, it is. Yeah, but I think the only thing with that is, especially, especially with the masters. Excuse me, especially with the masters. The they the masters control the purse, don't they? Mm. Where. But I bet you the US Open doesn't play for that much money. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? And, well, yeah, for sure. But f- not the next. The next one's the PJ, isn't it? But uh, no, next one's the Open, I think. I can't remember. Um, well, we will find out. It's normally around the same. How it sure is twenty million, the purse. I think it's. A, I think it is the same. I think. It, I think. I think the masses has always been a little bit less. But that's because the mass again they set themselves apart, don't they? They, they don't. They're not bothered about anyone else because they are the masters. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's great from a spectator's point of view. I think it's great because we're getting these guys together the best players in the world playing against each other every week or every other week it seems like at the minute but going back to your question I don't think they should play for more money in elevator event yeah well that's what gets them there though isn't it that's the, that's the carrot that's the carrot on the end of the, the stick 3.6 million carrot for first prize correct correct so we did see a little bit of drama though Fitzpatrick won 
in a three-all playoff. Mate. Um, he he- Spieth held a par put on 18 to force said playoff. Mm. Um, and at one point, from what I can gather from highlights that I've seen, they were just going shot for shot. Like They were just absolutely both unbelievable. Um, which is what we, we want these events. This is what we want. This is what we want to see. The best players in the world going at it. So, unbelievable. But what this does do for Fitzpatrick is it propels him into the top 10 in the world. Which is mad. Okay, here's a question. Number eight. He is By now. the way, the shot that I hit on, on the third playoff hole to literally like give me range yeah, was yeah. ridiculous. And his caddy's reaction was quite funny. Like, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> when you know your player's going to hit it. So I saw that, there. yeah. But the one thing I'd say with this, like, well, here's a question for you. Is Fitzy number is Fitzy a number one player in the world? Well, he's won a major. He's won multiple times in Europe. It's weird. He's isn't now it? won. He's now won um, on the PJ Tour an elevator event. Yeah. Do you know what's weird about it, right? And this is no discredit to him. It's almost like more credit to him. You look at the likes of Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, and John Ram. Even though we're all around, they're all around the same age, and you think blokes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you look at <laughs> Oh god. You, you look at Matt Fitzpatrick and, he, and he, I think obviously he just I, I can say this because I look young as well. He's got like a baby Speak face. Speak for yourself. Blow so, your own trumpet. I do look Speak young. I'm not over 30 yet, so it's, it's still it's still not a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> still get ID. Yeah, still get ID <laughs> for a lot for a lottery ticket. Um but no, my point being is like I think because he looks so young people don't associate him with him being a big-time player. But he is a big-time player. And the way he analyses his game, the way he sort of goes about his craft, I honestly I honestly can see him, this is the start of a run. I don't think this is the peak of his power. No. I think this is something we're going to get used to, of him being a top 10, top 5 player in the world. Well, I think the only thing, the only thing for me that doesn't put him in that bracket right now is the number of wins. Purely, purely based on that. Like yeah, but, his know, games there, of course it is. But you, 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 you mentioned Ram, you mentioned Scheffler, well, you, you mentioned at, McElroy. Okay. You they've, that. Won, they've won multiple times. I'm gonna gonna discredit everything you just said now. I'm gonna discredit it. Lee Westwood, Lee Westwood, Luke Donald got to world right. number one without winning a major. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. I'm not, we're not because, talking about being world number one, but yes, we are. I'm no, saying. you said is he in the top top with those top players in the world? No, no I said can he be world number one? Not at the minute. No. Why can't he though? Because John Rahm, Scott Scheffler, and Roy McIlroy are winning events every other week, so it's not going to happen, is it? He's got to win more. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you're saying so it can't. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you don't have to win to get one number one. No, you don't. But if John Rahm, Scott Scheffler, and Roy McIlroy turn up every week and put in performances, he's not going to get number one. No, but if he plays more events than them and finishes inside the top five every week, he's probably going to get one number one. Well, yeah, but. As Gina says, if my grandmother had wheels, she'd been a bike. <laughs> if my like, grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bike. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, but my point being is, is it could could you see him competing for number one? Not right now. No, no, I'm not saying right now. I'm saying, could you see him? No, not right now. No, <laughs> okay, well, when then? Three months, twenty-two days, and six hours. Or? Exactly, that's what I mean. Like I, the way that those three are okay, at the minute, they are ever... a level ahead. Maybe yes, but he's got to win more. He's got to. He's done it once. If he can win a couple more times this year, then yeah, hundred percent. But you, the standard at the minute, in my opinion, the standard at the minute that has been set to be world number one is win four of your four or five events. 
that you're playing. Look at John Rahm's. It's a joke, mate. Yeah, I agree. Scott Sheffield, it's a but joke. I mean, it's just, it just a question. No, I know it is. Let's carry on before my it's answer, really My heated. answer to the question is, no, you've got. To, he's got to be winning consistently, like well, those guys. Let us know what you think. I actually think he could be a world number one in the future. Yeah, but how far? Is John Rahm retired at this point? <laughs> Not even rising to it. Not even rising to it. Um. So... What is next? Oh, so Ram, Masters Champion John Ram. We can call him that now. Mr. 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 Green Jacket himself. Did he take a dig at Rory McIlroy? That's what I've got written down. Well, okay, so he basically said that he is committed for one of them. He did, didn't he? So, like, I am committed to what I promised to deliver. And he was sort of coming at it from the point of view, if he was a fan, if he was a kid watching the tournament and was expecting the Masters Champion to be there, he would be disappointed if he wasn't. And fair yep. play, right? So he's sort of committed to playing these events and he has kept his commitment and kept his promise. Yes. Whereas Rory hasn't and he's being fined his, some of his pit money around three about $3 million. million. Don't think he's an arse about it, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> but um, I think it's wrong. I think he should be because mm. he's the one that set these events to help propel the tour to be bigger and then he's the one that's first broke the rules. It's like the yeah. head teacher going, yeah, you can't have more than one day off. You can, okay, you can have one day off. I oh, know I can have two. I yeah, too. yeah. But I think and the PGA Tour have done themselves a favour here. If they brushed it under the carpet and left it and sort of said, mm, nah, leave yeah, that, yeah. then they could have been in right crap. But it wouldn't surprise me if Rory McIlroy turned around and said, look, I need, I can't play this week. Well, I honestly think... Find, find me. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't surprise me if he said, I, I, I have to, categorically, cannot be there this week mm. for mental fatigue, physical fatigue, whatever it is. But find me. Make an example of me. The question is, though, if he's injured, whether it's mental or physical, surely that doesn't count. Well, that's the, that's the issue, isn't it? That's Tiger. The, Tiger's is multiple, and he should be one of the people that's included in Elevator. That there is the grey area. Um, he's obviously not injured, then, is he? No. If they find no, him. yeah. Um, I think what... I agree with what John Rahm said, 100%. Um, I, think, I think his comment was... Even if I come out here and shoot 82, they want to see the Masters champion. I get it. But we mentioned it last week, and I think it is a valid point. Like, I think it's daft. I know, obviously, the RBC Heritage, they want to be an elevator event, but it's daft to have one straight after the Masters. I think it's silly because, like I said, we spoke about it. The schedule is the, men- the mental fatigue from playing that golf course is just... There's no golf course like it. This is what it comes down to traditions, though. It's probably always been there, so yeah. it always will be like that. Yeah, they probably always had the tartan jacket and all that. Yeah, like. and, and Jordan Spieth's come out, Adam Scott's come out, and all the players are saying the schedule is far too hectic. Now, yeah. I mean, I think Jordan Spieth played once more. I mean, it doesn't say it's once more. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. It's another week of work. It's getting there on a Monday, press conferences, your practice round, sponsors work. Play the tournament, make the cut, travel. Travelling takes such a toll on your body, it's unbelievable. Now, I know they're flying private jet. These guys, not feeling sorry for them, but we're looking at them as an elite performer. You put it in the sense of a footballer, right? Here in the UK, a footballer will play a match and they won't train the next day. Whereas these guys, they play one week, they're having to travel and play a practice round the same day. So this will take a toll on the body. And I think the big thing here, Josh, is... The PJ Tour going to make the players too tired, so they're not mm. actually going to compete at the highest level that they should be because they can't cherry pick their schedule as much because there'll be events they want to commit to outside of elevator events. Yeah, and sponsor events, sponsor for example. Events. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then you, you got you got the other hand of this, right? Live Golf was brought 
that allow the players to play less and get paid more. Yeah. The PGA Tour are paying the players more, but they're playing more. Well, this is the thing. And I think... But I think it's... Again, I think that's highlighted this week because it being major than elevator. Because a lot of players would have had this week off, I imagine. If it wasn't said elevator event. Yeah. Like, I think the the idea... Firstly, I think live right in paying, paying, playing less, paying more. Get it, hundred percent. Get it. I don't think they play enough though. Live well. I actually think that's a big thing of why some of the players, i.e., Cameron Smith, didn't perform. Yeah, and then I think what the PJ Tour have done is right. Elevate some events, but you've got to spread them out. You can't have them after majors. You can't. They've got to be able to have a week off, then play it at least do you know what I mean like yeah this, these, these guys are flying private, private jet but as a spectator all we really see yeah we know they do practice round, but all we really see is Thursday Sunday mm. that's all we think of but actually like you've said there this is Monday to Sunday this isn't which again yeah they're playing golf blah 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 regardless of whether they're an elite athlete or not that's a lot of shots it's a lot of walking. It's a lot of... Mental fatigue. Mental fatigue, thinking. Right, well, because realistically, that Monday, Tuesday, they're preparing. Where do I want to be? Where do I need to hit the ball? Where's my miss? Except, like, it's not just go and play around the golf with your mates. Okay, some of them might see it. Like, you have the odd, might have the odd round where they play Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, just to, like, enjoy it. But it's all preparation. And that's where I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle for some of them, i.e. Roy McIlroy, who has dropped out this week. But it also doesn't look good. No, I agree. I agree. Right. Should we leave that there? And let's talk about Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods putter. No, 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 no. Tiger Woods cart. Oh, I'm not talking about no, this we cart. Are. It's we a are. load no. of crap. No, it's not. So you listen to last week's pod. This genius to my right hand side came up with the idea that... Tiger Woods should be allowed to play in the buggy and I said nada no chance right well let me just draw your attention to this article here that was sent to me by um, Dave over the weekend who had listened to our podcast last week here's a question though Josh are you sure it's not the champions tour he's about because they might all fall under the same umbrella listen you just wait I've had a read of this so in 2001 Casey Martin, who's a former PGA Tour golfer, won a case that went all the way up to Supreme Court that ultimately allowed him to use a golf cart on tour events. Martin, who's currently the men's golf head coach at Oregon, suffers from Clipel Trinaune Weber syndrome, which I've definitely butchered, um, which is a circulatory disease that left his right leg atrophied, making it difficult for him to walk. He requests an exemption to the PGA Tour's walking rule in 97 while on a, on a tour event. He wanted to use a golf cart but was denied. He sued the PGA Tour and after four years won the case. Uh, he's the reason why the PGA Tour can grant golfers exceptions for special situations. So to say that he can't is wrong because he can. He can do it if he wants to. He can ask for an exemption and guess what? I bet they'd grant it him because he's Tiger Woods. I think... It's obviously a pride thing. He wants to walk. I get it. But we want to see Tiger Woods play golf. The way that Tiger Woods is going to play golf is behind the cart because he can't walk. So actually, it's not a load of crap. Take it back. I've got no response. Yeah, so. exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so, does he qualify for an exemption? You'd say so, wouldn't you? 
You'd say so. No, not for plantar fasciitis. No, mate, what the guy get. can't walk, mate. It's what old ladies yeah, get. But that's just he's got that because of his accident, which he nearly lost his right leg for crying out loud, right? I don't think he qualifies. How? How doesn't he qualify? Okay, okay. So if you break your ankle, he's not broken his ankle, mate. He nearly lost his leg. It's not. It's not as simple as Tony Finau popping his ankle out of the Masters. It's not. It's a. The guy's had a serious, serious incident. He nearly flipping died, man. Nearly lost his leg. Wants to come back and play golf. Guess what? He's the greatest golfer of all time. Give him a flipping buggy. If I were for PJ Tour, I'd be saying, look, Tiger, mate, you've got a chance here to keep playing. We will grant it. No comment. You're absolutely swallowing your words out. Nice one, Dave. Send me that article. Cheers. Cheers, Dave. That's it. I'm going to absolutely mess up your swing because you can feel like it. Going to talk about aim. Going to talk about grip. Going to talk about downswing, the power converter, the suplex. Um, on Tiger Woods, though, I did see this, the suplex. On Tiger Woods, I did not, see this. Do they know about that? Don't. How can you not talk about that? About the video? No, how have you not told about the power source? Sure. Shut up. Don't listen to him. How have you not told about that? I well. can't believe you kept it away from him. <laughs> Let's get back to serious stuff. I saw. So if he centers his. Uh... <laughs> I saw this. I saw this stat this week, right? Which is an absolute joke. Okay, Tiger Woods major stat. Mm-hmm. It's it's that mad. It sounds fake. Okay, hit me. Tiger Woods was between sorry between ninety seven mm-hmm. and two thousand and eight. Tiger Woods was a combined one hundred and twenty six under par in majors. Right, of the 117 players in that span with 50 or more rounds played in majors Phil Mickelson had the second best score to part what was his score? 98 over 224 shots behind Tiger Woods get lost apparently so mate oh my god I thought it was fake I'd seen it um, on Twitter I then looked for it on Google is it reputable? Is is it? well if you type it in no, 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 I believe you. I'm saying... I I, I believe so, yeah. I, I had a good look for it, mate. Bloody I had God. a good look for it. That actually sounds like you just made numbers up there. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous, mate. It is absolutely ridiculous. Well, fair play to Tiger. Get your yes. cart. <laughs> get, your, get in a cart, lad. Get in a cart. Um, so, this yeah. leads on to his putter, though, right? It does. So this is Tech Talk now. This is also absolutely stupid. So just to clarify, if you are brand new to the pod, Tech Talk is where we talk about everything that's new. Um, and also, just to let you know, guys, if you listen to the podcast and you haven't checked out Back Nine Films, we have done a review of the TaylorMade Burner Mini Driver, which is like stepping back in time into a time warp. So have a listen to that video over on the YouTube channel. Um, that is our version of Tech Talk on the actual channel, which is up already. Okay, Josh, hit me with this putter. So, Tiger Woods putter was sold for an absolute Clarify what putter was obscene amount. So I'm going to pull this up now. Um, it was its famous Terillium Newport putter. I think I've said that right. Yeah, I have. Used in his 1998 season, and it sold for $221,376. It's got to be, mate. So it's Scotty Cameron, and, mate, it's just ridiculous. And then there was another one sold for $201,250. Why is he getting rid of them? It's got to be for charity. He can't be short on cash. <laughs> selling all my assets that's it yeah. I've raised half a mil it's got, it's got to be and I mean 
I mean, I can find that. I can find the article itself. No, no, no. It, I, I, I'm just saying, like, wonder why, wonder why. But who's buying that? Well, who is buying that? I'd say who's buying it. Absolute golf pervs. That is like. I mean, I mean, but you're not going to use it. No, no. But imagine saying, "Oh yeah, come to my office. I've got Tiger Woods putter. I've got Tiger Woods putter." Thing is, though, people will buy that as an investment. That's only going one way, north. And unfortunately, when he does pass on. From the game of golf and doesn't play, yeah, that'll be worth even. Oh god, 100%. and then when unfortunately he does die, which hopefully is a very long time away, yeah, that's even worth even more. So yeah. that's like that's like buying a. You got to see that it's like buying a house. That's like buying an investment. Oh well, I guess so. Yeah, it's like like buying a Rolex, isn't it? Right? Yeah. yeah, or a house. It is more like a house, not a Rolex. <laughs> Two hundred thousand pounds. More like um, a Richard Mille or a Patek Philippe <sighs> or a P Audemars Piguet. I mean, hey, so it's listed. It's li- roll off the tongue there, doesn't it? Roll off the tongue. So the first one was from '98, and the, the second one was from '99. Um, Woods used to win 14 major championships. I'm surprised you used two different putters there. I'd assume you just used the same one the whole time. Well, they're both very similar, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, even if six figures were too rich, you could have still gotten a collectible putter with major championship prov- provenance. It just seems mad, like. I don't see. There's there was other ones sold. Ian's Woosnam's Tadmore Gamer from early 1990s for six hundred and eighty four dollars. <laughs> I thought you were six hundred eighty four thousand. It's got to be for charity. Yeah, I can't I, actually find. And it. these things come up in auction, don't they? It's like yeah. uh, it's like cars that like say Elvis Presley drove or things like that. They come up for charity. People have had them or the family have had them and they want to sell them for charity. Like I, I would hundred percent say like that either he's. Either he's donated it, or he put the putter in a golf museum, and they've he's, and then they've done it for charity. Yeah, there'll be something along the lines of it for charity, hundred percent. No one, he's not raising that money for him. Right. Okay. Here we go. So, the Terillium was the one that you joined the '98 uh, PJ Tour season. He gifted it to the NFL Hall of Famer Andre Reed. It went for $221,376, which Reed is using to benefit his Andre Reed Foundation. Scotty Cameron himself authenticated the putter and even tried to buy it from Reed privately when it was sent in for verification. So there you go. So it is so he was it was gifted to an NFL player and he's used it to raise money yeah, for charity. Well, wow, what a great call. For his foundation. <laughs> Don't do that, that's horrible, Josh. It's insinuating all sorts. Other little bit, little bit That's of um, I, can't you said that. Other, I didn't say anything. Other little bit of tech talk. We have a new. Did you mention this at the start? Taylor made. We're gonna do a video on this. But new... no, is there an echo in here? I said it about ten minutes ago. Never mind. Never mind. He does actually listen to me on the podcast occasionally. <laughs> Tip of the week, then, isn't it? A little short. I can't one, believe I think, you just week. said that. I just said it a minute ago. Well, just to reiterate, go to Bat Nine Films, watch <laughs> this video on a little Taylor made drive. Like an advert. The whole, the whole podcast. No, I'm sponsored by Taylor Made. So here you go, Josh. Um, I'm going to say this is what we're going to do as In a... In fact, do you know what? I've got a request for the week. Fine. Hit me up. I was going to do a bunker, but well, hit me up. How to not take up half the course when hitting the ball when ground is boggy and wet. Thin it. Thin the life out of it. Um, it How not to top it in front of you? Is there one... <laughs> you know what I mean, though? How, like, well, I would say like if you're using a like a divot. wedge and the ground is very, very wet, unfortunately, like, you're going to take a big slug. The leading edge is a lot sharper. Um, but one thing I'd say is you've got to be looking at your angle of attack. So potentially, if you're hitting too much of a divot, your swing sensor is too far ahead of the golf ball. Now, that might be because your ball's too far back. 
So first thing I'd say is like have a play around with your ball position. Try moving it really, really far forward. See if that helps. We'll get to a point where you might go the other way and you might catch it thin. But just edge it forward by half a ball and see if that makes a difference on shallowing out um, your divot. There you go. Yeah, who that? Dave. He's coming for a lesson. Dave asking a lesson. Alex is going to bring a gallon of water and pour it at your feet and you're going to work on it. <laughs> When's his lesson booked in? Uh, he is booked in. Two weeks, three weeks? It is. Let me load up my diary. Better get it right now. Fresh is on. It is Tuesday the 25th of April Next at week. 7pm. <laughs> Ooh. Golden hour. No, I mean uh, I mean at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Dave, Dave jibbing off work here. <laughs> right, well, I think that wraps us up for this week. A little shorter podcast, I think. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, pass the pod, share it, whatever you got to do. Um, we appreciate all the support. We do. See you next time. <laughs>